What am I going to do with you, Batman? You've destroyed a perfectly good giant robot castle. You're going to have to answer for that! Let's end this, Joker. Just you and me. With pleasure! Oh, I'd hate to come all the way to ancient Japan and miss out on a samurai sword fight. Right, bats? Then you won't be disappointed. Not too bad! Making all of my dreams come true! Happy to help. Ooh, don't tease! You're getting me excited! Ooh, that was a good one! Oh, you can do better than that! Maybe you need to hit the dojo and get some more practice! Work on your feint and parry! I'm going to cut you to ribbons, tie you in a bow, and give you to myself! You're going to love it! I really doubt that, Joker. Sheesh. Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast, Batcast. I am your host, Andrew Karachi, alongside... Andrew Quimby. And that was weird. We went from just pure silence and then right into the podcast. You like how I did that? Yeah, like how, how you should start it? <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to start now. You didn't even think we were going to. You didn't think. But we did. You usually do have about five minutes of wind-up. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, and I did it all in one take, even though I'm talking about it, but this is the first take. So, what do we have in store tonight? Tonight we are going to be discussing Batman Gotham Knight, as well as Batman Ninja. And once again, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, those are the two best spots. Um, other than that, we are on every other um, podcast form. PlayPod, uh, Stitcher, um, Google Podcast, um, uh, Andrew's Podcast, uh, the Back Seat of a Truck Podcast. Uh, I, I'm sure there's one that's called that. <laughs> so we're we're on all of them. We should be at least. And if we're not, let me know. And then that means, and I won't do anything about it. So <laughs> you can also find us. The best way to communicate with us is. Facebook, Batcast Weekly, um, you can join them. The 85 or 90 of us that are on there where we have constant no conversations through about the show and everything else that's Batman related. Um, sometimes I wonder if they're actually real people that are uh, subscribing to this. And if I offended you, good, leave a comment. So um, <laughs> if you're one of those people that are on that page and you're like, I'm on the page. I'm a fan of the show. Comment. Let us know. And I, and I mean that all in good fun. But yeah, let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Say we suck. Say you know why your show sucks? Because Batman sucks. Then why are you subscribed to a Batman podcast if you don't like Batman? Okay. All right. So. <laughs> you can, oh my god. <laughs> It's like I was having an argument with somebody that wasn't there. Several somebody's that weren't there, but yeah. <laughs> so, 
So um, you can also email us at onebestpodcast at gmail.com where Mr. Quimby is searching and digging through those emails. He even has a filing cabinet for all these emails. That's how many he's getting. Um, Andrew, do we have any emails this week? We we do not. <laughs> you could say that we have so many I can't read them. You don't have to say we don't have. I, I I we we have that. None of them are in English, at least. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we need to make some fake ones to make it sound like we're getting uh, some feedback, even mm. if it's fake feedback. I expect you to write an email to the show next week. Okay. Okay. So, so with that, um, that that's best. You have that. There's a Twitter. It's still Pinfall Wrap Up. I know I've been saying that every week that we should get an actual Twitter. But you know, honestly, if uh, we're not getting much traction on Facebook, what's the point of a Twitter at this point? But uh, <laughs> geez, I'm just burying our audience today. Um, Anyways, <laughs> our number <laughs> number one rated podcast is still. Our number one rated episode is still Tim Burton's Batman. Last I checked this morning, it's at 57 plays. And last week's episode is at 18. So we're still averaging in the teens per week, late uh, high teens, sometimes in the 20s. And then the episodes will gain traction later for some reason. I guess, I guess there's people that just like listening to older shit. Anyways. I don't know. I don't know what people do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. Um, you got anything you want to share? Any Batman news? Anything you want to like talk about? Not that I can think of. He hates it when I do this. Throw or, random questions at me that I don't expect? I throw, yeah. <laughs> I throw a question at him. We don't discuss any of this before we go on the air. And then I just... I slam him with a question when I wasn't letting him know ahead of time. I'm going to quite throw, give him the segment that he doesn't even know it's a segment. And it never works out. It doesn't. <laughs> so I guess I saw, I don't know if it's a real trailer or not, but I saw a, there was like a, a snippet of the Snyder cut Batman or whatever. And mm-hmm. I guess there was like a scene with Batman and Alfred. Okay. That they showed. And Superman was wearing the black Superman suit. Interesting. I did see that they released, I think it was like a screenshot or something of a different version of Jared Leto's Joker. Because that's going to be in it apparently or something like that. It seems like they're just throwing a bunch of crap. I just feel like this movie's just going to be worse than the other one. I, I don't know. It's going to be very this, and then it's gonna, like, see, It's going to come out and it's going to be like the epitome of amazing somehow. And we're just going to be like, wow. I just have I, I, I really that feel that like gonna, it's going to be no. They're just going to throw everything in there. Just to throw everything in there. I, I feel know. like it's just going to be ridiculous and work yeah. as it's probably going to be the same level or worse than the original cut. What's the old saying? You can't put, you can't make a pig beautiful by putting lipstick on it. I don't know. Have you ever actually tried that theory, though? <laughs> I, I've probably only have seen two pigs in my whole life. 
So, no. Okay. And I happened not to be carrying my lipstick at that moment. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I don't own lipstick. But I don't know. Yeah. I, everyone's wondering now. <laughs> Nobody's wondering. Because nobody's listening. So <laughs> this is uh this is the first episode of Depression Cast. I'm your host, Andrew Caraccio. <laughs> oh god. Oh uh, where, where we just talk about things that depress us. Depression cast is a very different podcast. <laughs> is it? We could totally get there though. We could just have a depression cast. <laughs> depression cast it'd probably be it, it would be the podcast that like suicidal people listen to to push themselves over the edge good <laughs> oh god you know i always uh, support i always support that 100 percent. i don't care that i'm on record by saying it but like it you know i'm not gonna go too much in detail because people might not think i'm kidding so you should really gonna... yeah you should really stop talking before you say something <laughs> Very awful. <laughs> it's nothing I haven't said before. Yeah, but it's a joke if you say it once. If you repeat it again, then people start believing it's true. Now, in in cancer with this cancer culture, cancer cancel culture, which is pretty much like cancer culture, but um, in this new world we live in, you, people just can't really take jokes, even if it's inappropriate. Sometimes there's thing called there's a thing called shock humor, where you say something really offensive just to say something offensive, and it's funny because people get offended by it. That's that's the joke. So like, so like for an example, like a a comedic a comedic rapper like Rucka Ali, he does shock humor. He he does racist like raps per, essentially. Where he just makes fun of uh, cultures. He makes fun of all cultures, but he says very uh, racial things. And it's funny because of the shock humor he uses. But yet, some people think he's like serious. I, I don't know. I, I feel like when you when you make a com- if you listen to it, it's really comedic. So I don't. I don't know. There's no hatred. I don't feel. Anyways, yeah, but, but yeah. that's that's how everything is. It, everything just takes taken out of context, and it just it's yeah, it's, it it's reduced to its worst form possible, and then people use that against you, and it just. Yeah. I mean, look what look look what happened to Louis C.K. Yeah, that that's that's a whole different thing. Is it? I yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. I disagree uh-huh. with that. But yeah, anyways, this is a Batman podcast. So what? We go all over the place. It's what it's what makes the show great. We're heading down dangerous paths here. Uh, sometimes you got to though. You have mm. to. You have to. You have to have an opinion on something because it's a podcast. Anyways, should we get into the show since um, Andrew is being very uncomfortable today? He's feeling uncomfortable I, with the way this podcast is trending today. I just I just don't want to be held liable for words that are said. Liable? <laughs> Who's gonna hold yep. you what? It's okay, so as far as I know, it's still a free country. And 
hasn't well, stopped anyone else from canceling anyone else. True. True. What if one of us are going to become like a politician someday and this podcast will be used against us? Oh, that's not good because I have so much out there of stupid stuff I've said in the past. Yes, Senator Rachi. I've said I've said so much uh nothing I wouldn't say like anything like terrible, but like I've had bad jokes. Put it that way. Some bad nine eleven jokes. Um, Chris Benoit jokes. Oh, boy. A lot of Chris Benoit jokes. Mm. But, yeah, and I've been part of some pretty awful conversations on the old pinfall wrap-up. So, <laughs> oh, God. And then there's that whole organization where we dress in the white robes, but that's just no, for fun. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Well, what was the comment I made a couple weeks ago when we did the killing joke with Rob? And um, I said a comment that I said I didn't care that Joker was raping people or something like that. And he mm-hmm. said, like, wow, you took the most destructive path path possible to get out of that. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, I've said some oh, bad God. things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say they're bad. They're just things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clearly, if you're listening, you have a sense of humor because you wouldn't be listening to the show if you didn't. And for the ones, the people that do listen, thank you. I think if you're real, post a comment on the Facebook saying you're real. How about that? Even Just if so you're I not know, real, also even, even if, if you're, you're not real, leave a comment. I don't care. Even if you're not real, maybe maybe you think you're going to commit suicide today. Leave a comment that says. Your podcast made me commit suicide. So I could at least get some feedback. <laughs> oh, God. And if you're about to jump, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Maybe you got your earbuds in right now and you're on the Empire State Building and you haven't really quite thought if you're going to be able to do it or not. I'll let you know if you do jump. You're not going to be able to fly. You're not Superman. You're going to be like Batman without a back grapple. And it's not going to it's not going to end well. But that's your decision. Uh, your decision alone. Okay, so you know we watched some Batman movies. <laughs> God. Oh, this is awful. This is make Andrew feel uncomfortable day today. Oh, this is just awful. <laughs> so, so how how how'd you like how'd you like ninjas? Uh, uh, let's 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 talk okay, about the Gotham Knights first. Talk, okay, you know what? Talk do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your Batman Ninja first so we can get that out of the way because you sure. hated it so much? Okay, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was one of the dumbest movies I ever watched. I guess I hated it then, but I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, God. I I don't think it was a bad movie. Like I can understand why somebody would like it. It just the movie wasn't for me. Um, with that said, I thought it was incredibly stupid, and that's like I said, that's just my opinion of it. Like I, I I'm not a fan of that animation style to begin with, but 
that that hasn't stopped me from enjoying a good anime or whatever. Like I, I've, I don't watch a lot of anime, but there's a few things that I have seen that if the story is good, I can get into it. The voice acting's good. Uh, and that's one thing I've always liked about when an uh, anime is dubbed into English, it's the voice acting's usually pretty fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and this, this wasn't, this is pretty poorly voice acted on pretty much all accounts. I feel like yeah. the same guy voiced everybody in the movie. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it was me voice acting everybody. Like, that's what it felt like. Batman mm-hmm. sounded like a guy trying to act like Batman. Um, Joker sounded like the guy who played Batman with a higher pitched voice. I felt like there was one guy in a room just voice acting. Like it felt so poorly done that it's something that you would expect on like a college humor animated thing or something like that, or new grounds or some type. It didn't feel like a, a movie that probably cost quite a bit of money to make. A lot more than it would take to make a, a simple little internet video. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I almost felt like this was this. I almost feel like this movie was meant for the Japanese market, like, and then just got dubbed into English because, of course, they would do that. But like, like, yeah, it 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 almost felt like a poor dub of it. Yeah. Like well, it just it didn't line up like it didn't it didn't flow like the dubbing just did not flow well with the characters talking and everything, which I really struggled with in the beginning until I just got into my anime mind and stopped paying attention to what their mouths were doing. Yeah. It, it just. The voice acting, and I know that shouldn't matter, but it does to me because it's like one of the I can get past something that's poorly animated or something that I don't, I, I don't like the animation style. If the story and the acting's good, it's one of the main reasons why I've been able, this is, this is more on the acting part. It's one of the main reasons why I was able to watch supernatural to the very end, because like, yeah, the show got completely stupid and needed to die off probably 10 years ago, but like the acting was always good. It was always consistent. And you continue to watch the show because they always did a good job of developing and developing characters. And this is where I felt like this one fell flat where the voice acting to me was so awful that I couldn't get into any of it. It distracted me from the whole movie because it felt fake. And once when a movie feels like once when I can, once when I realize that I'm watching a movie, like I can't, I don't get trapped into the story. I feel like I'm watching a parody of a movie. It's hard for me to like get into it. Where Lego Batman was a little different because Lego Batman was a parody of Batman, but it still it still kept a lot of like it still treated the product with, with respect. Well, that's why I probably I liked Lego Batman because it was more like um, it it poked it poked fun at a few of the things. But it didn't feel like it was laughing at Batman. It was like laughing with it in a way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where this was just, it seemed like this was a, a poorly constructed anime story. And let's just throw Batman in it. Just to throw Batman in it. Because the person, whoever wrote this, has probably never read a Batman comic or know anything about Batman at all. Because they made this Batman as dumb as fucking shit. <laughs> 
Ah, God, it was awful. Um, Gorilla Grodd was bad. He was he was a cookie cutter. Like this is the first time Gorilla Grodd's really been in a movie. And to get this is like your debut, and you're gonna make it. Ah, God. The but, but he was chilly in a mountain sauna. And that was fine. That was probably one of the highlights of the whole movie. But the um, <laughs> honestly. Oh, when he asked Batman to like, you know, get naked and hang out in the pool with him, I thought that was hilarious. He didn't say that, but that's what I that's what I felt like he should have said. <laughs> it would have made the movie more entertaining for me, at least. Yeah, that was amusing. He was like, he was like, "Come on, just take, come on, take your kills off." He goes, "You know, I'm good here." And he goes, "He goes, oh yeah, you might, you might, you are pretty shameful. We always hiding behind masks and stuff." Did that happen? Yeah, that's what he, that was when he was talking to Gorilla Grodd. Okay, I just want to make sure that, like I said, I, I think I, okay, so I feel like Batman died, and I Batman told me not to kill anybody and do not kill the Joker, and I feel like I did that. I killed all these people, but I suppressed all of it. Like I suppressed this movie. And then you are the Joker telling me all of the things that I watched that I don't remember seeing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, your brain just could not comprehend this movie. And so in the in the ever, like in the scenes that were good, I feel like your brain was already so out, done with this movie you didn't even comprehend the good moments within the movie. I wish I would have watched this first before I got into Gotham Knight, because it would have made Gotham Knight even better. But I watched Gotham Knight, and I really liked it. Um, <laughs> and this was just... And Gotham Knight's not really a movie. It's just a, a collection of stories, in a way. And mm-hmm. I felt like they can feel a better, more interesting Batman story than throwing Batman... I'm, I'm, ba- I'm Bat God of Ninja fucks, and Robin now can talk to monkeys. It, the whole thing's stupid. It's all stupid. Ah, <laughs> see all the see all the most absurd things. I feel like were them just like almost. I don't know if they were like mocking big animes, like the whole like yeah they were giant walking fortresses. That's like the Gundam anime thing that was is yeah. big or whatever. I feel like that was they were mocking that, like the him taught like with his hairstyle. Like uh, Robin's weird hairstyle and him talking to the monkey thing. I'm pretty sure that was like Dragon Ball, basically, I believe. Like, I know I knew just enough about different animes to kind of pick it up. And I'm sure there's a ton more that I did not comprehend or recognize at all because I'm not that big an anime. But I don't know. Other than the absurd, like, building robots. I, I don't know. I really like the Bat Ninjas. The Bat Ninjas were anything. The fact that there's just like a Batman Ninja clan was the most ridiculous, absurd thing ever, and I just really enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it for a lot of different reasons, though. I there was there is just a lot of cool moments in it that I just enjoyed. Like I I which you again were clicked out for, I think, was the end fight between Joker and Batman, where Joker was just like well, we're in a set. We're in a ninja movie. We have to have a samurai fight, don't we? And Batman was just like, "Of course." And then they had just like an epic thing. And then he just like, 
they just had like they're just the banter between them and their epic sword fight, and then and then did he he defeated him and he was like holding Joker and he's like, "Come on, drop me! You really know you want to," and he let him go, and he was like falling down or whatever, and then a rope thing went and wrapped around his ankle and held him there. So he was just dangling off the side. Uh, like that was a really good scene. Honestly, I feel like the best part of it, of the whole movie was, and I just wish they would have animated it was that little, that added shit they did with red hood and, um, going to Joker's farm and how, uh, Joker didn't know he was Joker, but he did. But let's just say, for the sake of this, he didn't know he was Joker. And Harley was mm-hmm. like, they're just normal people on a farm. And the conversation with Batman, I thought that was when I felt like, oh wow, they're actually going to try to give me a, a, a we're going to be serious now. Okay, I can, I'm, I'm going to get into this now. And it was poorly animated, but it was kind of, I understand why they did it. And I think they were trying to. I don't know what they're trying to do, honestly, but I don't know how the rest of the movie was animated like crisp. And then we have something that was done by like, like a five-year-old, mm-hmm. but whatever. Uh, it but, was just like, yeah, it was like the traditional Japanese paper art, blah, blah, blah. I also really liked the whole hammer, like attacking the fortress with the Batmobile thing. And then the Batmobile got caught or whatever. And then, he turned into a flying, the flying Batmobile thing, and then that got destroyed. So then he turned into the motorcycle, and then the motorcycle turned into a suit of armor. And I'm just like, this is this is this is Batman. This is Batman's ridiculous things just keep transforming. Well, and then I think after his first fight, where he got like outsmarted or whatever, or the one I forget, he they had so many freaking fights in this, but the um. Where he was like, well, it's Batman with all his gadgets. Oh, my gadgets. I don't know. He was talking like he was being possessed by a, like a bat demon or something. I, maybe maybe that's what I thought I saw. Like I said, I suppressed the majority of this movie. But, mm-hmm. like, I, it, I, I don't know. He, I just didn't like this Batman. I didn't like him. Um. I could have got past the bad voice acting work if he was at least written better. But like I said, the movie's just not for me. I could sit here and bash it all night, but it, I don't think it's a movie that you shouldn't watch. Like if you haven't, if people are listening, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's not, you might like it. So don't like, don't like take my work. It's not, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's, it's not a good, Batman movie but I found it an amusing movie with Batman as a character right if they were going the route where they were going full comedic then maybe I could get behind it like if they're trying to make you laugh at shit and Batman's comical maybe maybe I could get behind it kind of like how Batman is in the Harley Quinn show I don't know. But, jo- Joker was cracking jokes constantly. I feel like half of Joker's lines were just but like jo- jokes. But that's what Joker. But that's what Joker. I does know. Anyways. But it but was like, so amusing. Like I laughed at so much of the like so much of Joker's dialogue was just hilarious. Okay, I mean, I, I think my uh, 
my friend Eric liked this movie too. So I mean, like, I guess, uh, I guess some people like it and some people don't. I don't I just know. There's to... just, there's just, there's lots of little, there's a lot of little tidbits of good inside of it, like the whole thing where he like. He could have. Stu- he he was. He made it. Finally, made it to the Joker, and he was like. And then I was like, oh, but there's a innocent woman and child down there that needs help. And he goes and he tries to save him, and it was just. It was all a trick. And he's like, see, if you would have just came after me, you could have stopped me, and all this could have been avoided. But you always have to go and save people. If you just let them die, sometimes maybe you'd actually win. But uh, yeah. it, it was it was what it was. There was it was. I feel like there was little snippets of really good inside of it, but it was just wrapped in. There was a lot of just absurd craziness in it, which is kind of the Japanese anime thing. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like I don't regret watching it. I thought it was a good movie. But like you said, it's probably not for everyone. It's it takes a high level of accepting the ridiculousness, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I just, a lot of it, I, I I get bored. I was getting bored through a lot of it, and I was disconnected immediately with the, with just how stupid Batman was in the movie, just in general. Mm. That, I'm glad that Conroy stayed away from this. <laughs> there was also the first memo when he first showed up in Japan, whatever, and like, they were charging towards him and he put down the smoke screen and he pulled out his back grapple and like pointed it upwards and then yeah. paused for a second and there was nothing above him and then he just ran to the side. Yeah, that part was kind of funny. Because it was like, oh crap, wait a second, there's no buildings for me to grapple to. I laughed at that because I'm like, oh god. Because I, mean, I guess that's probably your instinct is like, smoke screen, grapple to a building. I'm like, oh crap, there's no buildings to grapple to. Well, in uh, in one of the Justice League episodes, they were on uh, New Genesis, and they were uh, pretty much they were looking for uh, High Fa- Lord Highfather, which is the the enemy to Darkseid. Essentially, there, there's two planets. You have Apocalypse, and then you have New Genesis, and they've been at war with each other. But the, the they have a peace treaty because uh, they exchange sons as like a formality type move. So Darkseid raises High Father's son, vice versa. Kind of similar how they used to do in the Mafia, but um, where two families would have sons and then exchange them. Hmm. That was like their way of like keeping the peace because um, they had your son and you had their son mm-hmm. to keep you from crossing lines. Okay. And you raise them like they're your son. Yeah. But anyways, so uh, they're trying to find, I think, Orion or whoever it is. And they said, well, no, they live up there. And it's like this castle that's like floating in the air that's so high up. It's like a whole nother town above another town, but it's like in the sky. And Batman looks up at it and he's like, I'm going to need a bigger grapple. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so high up there, this grapple is not going to make it. Uh, so I always like the then, grapple. I always like the grapple jokes, mm-hmm. or or the Batman disappearing joke. Yeah, the running the running gag they throw through the animated series and 
through uh, even the Justice League show, and they did it in Red Hood also, which was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nightwing's like, for once, can you say, let's just get in the car? Because <laughs> uh, he disappears a lot. But then, yeah, the other thing we watched was the Gotham Night, which was, what is it, five, five episodes, six episodes? Technically six, but we're not. The first one was just, I, I don't, I don't know why they decided to, to start us off with that first episode. Yeah, it was almost like a, I don't know, middle school red drawing art style is the best I could describe it as, I guess. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it is. is. And the story sucked, too. Yeah, I literally, legitimately, like, it came out and for, like, it was, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was, and I'm like... Like, oh man, if this is the full movie, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through. This is really, this is really. And then I jumped to the next episode or story or whatever, and it was um, actually a decent art style. Yeah. Yeah, because all all the, they're because the base they're they're all different episodes and they're all different art styles is the whole thing behind it. So do you have the episodes uh, up? Because I don't, I forget, I forget the names of them. Yeah, because the yeah, I just pull um. Yeah, the first one was "Have a Have I Got a Story for You," which was the kids telling terrible stories with poor director. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say there's a better very there's a better version of the same episode in the animated series where a bunch of kids talk about their versions of Batman. So I'm not we're not gonna really discuss this one because this one really yeah. has nothing to do with the rest of it. It was. It didn't really have much story to it either. It was just a lot of, I don't know. One of them, and Batman, then, was a vampire. The other one, he was like disappearing to the ground, and eh. I don't know. And the second one, it was Crossfire. Crossfire. Was the name of it? That was where they were escorting that criminal. And they were on, what was it, the island where all the people, it was, uh, what did they say? It was like the entire island had just been given over to the insane. Oh, so like an Arkham City. Yeah, basically. So they were escorting a prisoner to a building in there or whatever, and they like stopped because it was the two people and they were arguing about Batman. And they stopped there and it was the Russian and whoever the other guy, like, they stopped right between the two gangs who were all like Falcone. just showed up to just shoot at shoot, shoot at each other. Yeah. All the two cops, the one cop who didn't like Batman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the two gangs were shooting at each other and Batman showed up and saved them. Yeah, I mean kind of showing off um Kind of showing to the one cop that Batman is on their side. Yeah, because he, the Russian, pulled out a rocket launcher and was shooting at the car, and they he would have. The other two at least tried to run away, and he was just like, "I'm gonna crouch down next to the car and put my hands over my head because that's gonna keep me alive." And Batman grappled him out of the way, <laughs> which, yeah. Like this was okay. There just wasn't really a lot here. It was the he had the, it had the cool moment where he was like the crazy person was like holding her hostage, 
and yeah. Batman was just walking slowly towards them, just bathed in fire. Yeah, that did look pretty sweet. And he was, was just, just like, it was the flaming he... Batman. It was just like, oh, that was cool. When he kept saying, I'll kill her, I'll kill her. You come any closer, I'll kill her. I was kind of hoping they would they were going to go with Dark Knight Returns line, and he'll be like, he like knocks them out and says, I believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't get we didn't get much lines from Conroy at all in this episode. No. And then what was the next episode? The next one was Field Test. Yeah, this <laughs> one was good. I have the hiccups. I'm sorry. I don't know where they came so, from. A younger, a this is supposed to be Bruce Wayne at a younger age, so he's still kind of experimenting with things. And I like the way he was animated. Which is funny because this is probably the most closest to and I think it, I think it's a, this is the closest to anime style one they had. Yeah, I like the way he looked. Yeah, because he had the very like it was a very like bat. It was like a like a swoopy bat looking cowl and everything like that. Oh, can I can I mention one thing about Batman Ninja, real quick? Okay. Yes, uh, we're still one one takeaway one takeaway that uh, I had from it. Um, what was up with Batman's hair or Bruce Wayne's hair? Was there something weird about his hair? Yeah, when he didn't have the mask on, he uh, was like bald, and he had like a bat logo, like. In his hair. Oh, that, I think that's because he was trying to pretend to be a monk and how monks shave the top of their head. Okay. And it so just, he shaved a bat symbol into his head, I guess. It was just so odd. I don't know. Maybe because I don't know monk culture. Anyway. Yeah, it was like, I think the, it was like making fun of like an old, like how the, the monks always had bald, like the shaved top of their head. Gotcha. Okay. Back to Gotham. <laughs> This had another thing with the Russian and um, Falcone's gang again, right? Yeah, because they were hunting each other in the city. It was interesting. There was only, there was like from each episode to episode, there was like a line between them, and they were different stories, but there was like one common thread between each episode. Yeah, which was interesting. So like, yeah, this one it was the it was the same two gangs were basically. Existing, but it was different. Is this the one on the ship? Yeah, this is the, the one where ships. he had the device that, yeah, that deflected bullets, basically. And he found they were both on the, they were both apparently hiding on ships in the same harbor and didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty great. Which is funny, so that he took control of the one ship and ran it into the other one, so they were both together, so he could beat them all up at once, I guess? Yeah, and then he pretty what he grabbed he grabbed them together and pretty much said like, um, you you have this part of the town, you have the other part of the town until I can find you a- find stuff on you, and then <laughs> until I can find anything on you guys to put you guys mm-hmm. away, pretty much, and they both kind of agreed. <laughs> yeah, so he basically ended a gang war by just beating the crap out of them and saying like, hey. This is how you're ending it. 
Which is an interesting way, because I guess it makes sense from a bat, like, he's ending the bloodshed, but it's not usually the traditional Batman way of doing things, I guess. I guess. Well, it's weird, because even in the animated series, you have Rupert Thorne's gang, and Batman allows his gang to exist. Even in the Red Hood, Black Mask is existing. He knows Black Mask is crooked, but they don't have any information to put him away. They can't tie him to anything. That's the same thing with Falcone in the early uh, Batman Year One days. Yeah. So all that's I've always that's always interested me. Like uh, I always like when Batman's more um, existing in mob mob times than with traditional Batman villains like Penguin, Riddler, Two Face, Joker. Like I always like it when he's going up against the mob. Yeah, I always like those. I always like that those story trends where it's like, yeah, these are the people he has to deal with on a day to day basis, and I feel like all the villains are people that he has to deal with like occasionally. Maybe that's why I do like Batman Begins because it's really uh, a corruption based movie, like the way how Batman existing and he's pretty much like taking down the whole mafia, where. Yeah. At least that's how like the first the first two acts are, and mm-hmm. then it kind of goes comic booky in the next couple movies. But I've yeah. always kind of liked the him fighting uh, ma- the mafia more than I do him fighting your traditional Batman villains. Yeah, because I just it just feels like more grounded and realistic too. Realistic, yeah. Yeah, because if there was a Batman, you probably wouldn't have, like, all those villains. And I feel like it just leads to a more compelling story, too, when it's, like, when you're looking at it, like, you kind of understand Batman, and then when he's going against just a crazy person, it's like, oh, it's just a, it's just a crazy person. But if he's, like, taking down mob people, like, you're like, oh, yeah, you can kind of, you can see both sides of it almost, and it just creates a more compelling story. <laughs> story i feel like yeah well that's one thing they did well in the animated series where most of the villains that um had henchmen they're all pretty much mob based like two-face became a crime lord um same thing with joker joker was kind of a mob boss and penguin is a mob boss like penguin would exist in the in the real world I can see Penguin existing, or a villain—not a villain, but a a mafia boss that looks like a penguin that they call the Penguin, but his name is not obviously—it's Cobblepot or whatever. But yeah. I could I could see like not Danny DeVito's Penguin, but like an uh, uh, uh like a heavy set mob boss that maybe walks kind of like a penguin, and he gets the nickname the Penguin, kind of like how they did in Gotham. Yeah, like Gotham did that really well. Yeah. Where he was basically just a normal dude that people called Penguin because he had a hobble. Right. Yeah, I mean... I honestly never actually understood why, because of all the things they could have called him, Penguin was not one of them that first came to thought. Oh, with his waddle? Yeah, with him, like, the way he walked or whatever. Like, my first thought was like, oh, he's walking like a penguin. Like, that was... That's not... 
he's like hobbling along. That doesn't look like a penguin to me, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and he's and he's not fat either in that show. So it's like if, yeah, if he was fat, then maybe. But he was a skinny they, dude with a hobble. Like they literally picked like the skinniest fucking dude they possibly could for the penguin. <laughs> mm-hmm. They couldn't have found like one tubby, like kind of a heavier set dude. But I feel like I, I don't know. Get, I feel like that was. I get that he point. was supposed to be. I, I get that he's supposed to be younger, but like, uh, I don't know. Like the way how, how you know how Penguin is, you'd have to assume that the majority of his life he was probably somewhat tubby mm-hmm. or heavy set. But I feel like that was one of the good things they did with that was differentiating the Penguin from just being a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, it would. It's kind of hard to get the nickname the Penguin if you're not a fat guy. Yeah. Like if I started waddling around, I they start calling me a penguin. <laughs> Though I'd have to be shorter too. Normally it goes to like a short fat guy. Yeah, you'd have to be short. You're too tall to be a penguin. Yeah. So if you were to waddle, what animal would you be closest to then? Or what would you think be called? Andrew with a waddle? Mm. Or they just call you retard? <laughs> Which has nothing to do with a physical disability. <laughs> I don't know. They just call you, what is it, lurch? Lurch or Sasquatch? <laughs> with a broken leg? <laughs> yeah. Gimpy? Yeah, I don't know if there's a tall person equivalent to Penguin. Well, when I had my, uh, my, with my legs and the whole nerve damage, and before I started wearing knee braces, I walked with a limp. And they, they just called me Gimpy at work. So hmm. maybe, maybe if I was short, they would have called me Penguin. I just feel like penguin isn't a common name people just start using. No, you'd have to look like you'd have to look like it. You'd, you'd have, have to wear to be, like the you'd have to like wear the three piece suit too. You think so? You think you'd have to have the suit also? I feel like if you wore that for your job and you had a hobble and you were short <laughs> Where do I work? <laughs> this is well, let's take well. Gotham is a perfect example. He was the driver, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Fish Mooney's, um, pretty much like assistant thing, I guess. The umbrella, her umbrella man. But I guess if you were just like a driver, like a fancy car driver, and you had to wear a fancy suit, like a, a limo driver or something like that, and you were short and fat, had a hobble, you could be the penguin. Who is the best, like, out of all the comic book characters, who is the best, like, driver? Mm. Did you have penguins a driver? Like, any type of thing where, like, either the origin story or they are a driver, or that's their cover story. I got one for you. Diggle. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going just Batman. Okay, we're going anything. We're going, anything. Full, we're going yeah. full everything. I'm saying Diggle. Diggle would be like if I had to have a driver, that'd be my driver. 
are we saying that's like good at driving or that is just like you want him <laughs> as your personal assistant Diggle, driver? Diggle is like the character Diggle is so absurd. Just if you really think about it, it <laughs> especially when he becomes Spartan and he's like actually out there with him. And then there's times where he's just Diggle out there with Errol. Like, how does no one ever make that connection? Because <laughs> he's just a sidekick and nobody cares. True. But it's just kind of funny when they're talking about, I think there was one episode where they're like talking about like, uh, like you have to have some type of job or something like that, like some cover story or secret identity. And Diggle's like, you could be me. I'm I'm just the black driver. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> he I feel like really the worst job. He's not even the security. He's not even his bodyguard. <laughs> the worst thing they did to Diggle in that show is give him a family. Yeah. That killed his character so much. Yeah. Or when they because started... then everything was just tainted with, oh, but what about your family? With everything he did after that hell thing happened, and then it was all about his family all the time, and it was just a deal. I, I think I think a lot of it, too, was uh, what, what killed off Diggle was when they started having him do the whole... Uh, when, he, when he got addicted to drugs and shit like that. He got addicted oh, to that's that. what completely burned me out on him and made me not like him at all. Right. And because he was always the voice of reason through the entire, he's like the Alfred in Batman. He's the, he always says the right thing. And he's always, he's always been there. He was always Oliver's conscience. He always (laughs) kept Oliver straight. And then when he, when he weaned off and he was in the wrong, it, it just, it, it made it hard for you to trust him again as like yeah. that character. And they tried to he, make him that lost character. The whole again. point of him. Right. That's they did the same thing with Felicity. Yeah. Show. Yeah. She should have been just used as like an Oracle or um like like Oracle is used. Like she she's there. You can even have her have like the the Oliver crush thing, that's fine. I don't that didn't even bother me that much. But when she started like getting really into hacking and she just became unlikable. And then they actually did a poll and she was like the one character that all the fans voted they wanted her to die. And they just I just I liked her I liked her more before she was like in a relationship with him. When yeah. she was just the yeah, when she was just the base person, she was good. But then when she became like their whole couple thing, it just eh. Yeah, I mean, it was even okay when she dated Palmer too, and like the Palmer thing, I I liked Palmer, and then he just disappeared from the show. <laughs> I never liked him. I in that or in Legends, he was just awful. I hated him in every form. Uh I, I I liked his quirkiness. I know that um, my friend Marcus hated him too, but for different reasons. Just his voice and his attitude and just everything, and he's just ugh. I don't I don't like him. He was the most unfortunate part about Legends. Really? Kind of. I really didn't like him. 
I couldn't stand the Hawk people in Legends. See, I don't even remember them that much. They were just background. Yeah, they were only in the first season. Yeah. But, like, the Hawk, the Hawk people and, like, the, the one dude with his fucking face. And every time I saw him, I just wanted him to die. I don't know why. I, I just hated Hawkeye in that in that show. And when uh, Sav, every time Savage killed him, I was like, "Yes, yes, kill him again." <laughs> I could I could watch this all day because he's such a oh, we're your destiny to be together. Him and his big ass <laughs> fucking face and oh, <laughs> God, I don't know. I just hated him. I hated that whole the reincarnation story in general. Mm-hmm. And how Savage was involved with it. It was just it was a stretch for me. I didn't mind Vandal Savage in that show. I thought the actor who played him was actually really good. Yeah, I liked Savage in there. Yeah. I mean it's not what Vandal Savage is, but it was fine for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good story at least. Yeah. Somehow we got into legends, but we can't I, I, anyways, so <laughs> we do that. Actually, we've been yeah. better about it the last few weeks, but we have actually, yeah, we've been pretty good on t- tangent, non tangents. Yeah, where were we at? We were on, yeah, the field test was the one episode where he had the gadget that deflected bullets and. Which, at the, the second I saw the device, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a terrible idea, because it just deflects bullets. And what ended up happening then was somebody shot at him, it reflected the bullet, and hit a guy, and almost, and so Batman ended up running him to the hospital. Yeah, he did. Which, I guess, he's just the ambulance service now. Um, which, I guess, it was vaguely his fault. But then he brought the device back and was like, it's like, no, I've just, I've agreed to put my life at risk. And that's the whole thing because he's he's only putting his life on the line. And if he was doing that, he's putting other people's more than his because he's safe. Right. And um, I think that was like the point they're trying to get across that um, Batman does like I've had this argument with uh, with people, meaning, you know, who. And the uh, the idea, if Batman's so smart and he has all this tech, why doesn't he just build himself a suit to protect himself from bullets? Well, that's your reason. Because he, he doesn't just care about himself and he trusts himself to be able to be okay. And he, he goes into the situations knowing there's a possibility he could die. He's not Iron Man where he needs a suit because Iron Man needs it. Tony Stark couldn't go out there without that suit. And I think that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, Batman mm-hmm. has suits like that that he could wear when he goes up against things a little bit more alienish or more murdery than his normal villains, but for the most part he does the argument I've always made is cuz he doesn't need it. Yeah. It's like the concept of like when a police officer is just driving around, like pulling people over for speeding, they're not wearing full body armor 
<laughs> with like face masks and everything like that. Like, no, that's overkill and ridiculous, and it just makes your job more difficult. Batman could be running around in a giant armored suit all the time, but it would just make his job more difficult. The whole point is he doesn't he only needs that in special circumstances. Yes. And that's the that's where it kind of played across. How'd you now this is the first episode where we got to hear the voice for the most part, or this was like we saw a story kind of told in Batman's point of view. Um, how'd you like Conroy in this? He was he was good. He was good. And then I really liked that we got to see the the young like it was like young Bruce Wayne who was like very nerdy. He was like a very yeah. nerdy young Bruce Wayne, which is not how you usually see him. Even when you see him younger, he's usually more of a jockish than a nerd. And in this, he was, he came off very much as the nerd in which, which is very interesting. I like that. And and Conroy voiced him young, young him perfectly fine too. It wasn't weird or anything. He managed to do the young I've, voice perfectly acceptably. I've always, I've always loved his Bruce Wayne voice. It was one of the <laughs> things they had him stop doing in the animated series, and and Justice League, he doesn't do it at all. Like even when he's Bruce Wayne, he doesn't do that voice at all. And then when he's uh, old Bruce, he doesn't do that voice either. So <laughs> like, um, it's kind of a something you haven't. I haven't heard him say that talk like that since the very original animated series episodes and mask of the phantasm when when he was bruce wayne he didn't do his batman he didn't do his normal batman voice he did his bruce wayne voice the younger bruce when he they did the flashbacks to bruce wayne when he was younger yeah it was it was almost a callback to that and i felt like it was it was very well done i i think that um there's a reason why Conroy is known as the voice of Batman. And it's like, there's been, there's been a lot of people who have voiced Batman in the past. And there's been a lot of people that have been very good at it, but I always, I always consider him the king of it mm-hmm. because he can do multiple different Batman voices and multiple different. Uh, and he does his Bruce Wayne voice. There's actually something in the animated series where, he is dressed as Batman in the Batcave. It's the Man Bat episode. And uh, a call, someone from one of the science labs calls him, and he does his Bruce Wayne, that same Bruce Wayne voice that we saw in this movie. He does that as Batman. And then as soon as he hangs up the phone, he goes right back into his normal Batman voice, talking to Alfred. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. In fact, when we're done, when we're done with this pod, I'll send you the the clip. All right. Then uh, in the next, what? No, go ahead. Next uh, the next episode is "In Darkness Dwells." Now, is this the Killer Croc one? Yes, this is the Scarecrow Killer Croc one. Okay. This was interesting. Um, the idea of this was kind of a team up with him and Gordon, but he was in there alone pretty much. And yeah. I think the reason they did that is because they wanted Batman. To, they wanted him to, they're, they're paying Conroy all this money to be in this movie that they feel like they need him to talk and be Batman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
if you're they needed him, someone for him to talk to, so they're like, you know what? Let's just make him talk to Gordon. Like, right? He has to talk to somebody. And it makes so sense. he goes. Yeah, he went down to the sewers and what ran into Killer Croc, who took yeah, a they, bite out of his shoulder. Yeah, they were t- well before that. They're even talking about like this Killer Croc guy. And what his, how he became him, like kind of giving him an origin story just through mm-hmm. conversation. And uh, Gordon was trying, like, he has this disease, this type of, what well, Batman knew the name of it right away, which was, yeah, this with a scaly skin disease, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Batman knows how to pronunciate all of it. And, and it was like, he was like, a, it was like really, it's whatever it is. It's like, it's like five, like five words combined into one giant super word disease. Right. So, so all that, and then they, so that part, that was the takeaway that I kind of had, and maybe that'll be our uh, sound bite. I don't know for the opening for our show, but the, uh, that was the best. That was my favorite part of that episode, actually. <laughs> Wasn't there like a weird like scarecrow like gang in the sewers too? Yeah, he got when they got down to the thing, whatever it was, scarecrow, and it was he had like a bunch of followers doped up on his toxin, worshiping him, and they were doing a weird trial of the cardinal that they kidnapped. Yeah, that's right. He saved the cardinal. Now I remember. Okay. Yeah, because they raided the church during service or whatever, and Killer Croc kidnapped the Cardinal out of the church. And they found him guilty because he was saving people from the gutter, but the Scarecrow wanted people in the gutter. (laughs) Or something. I think think that's what they were saying during this whatever trial it was that they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Some weird ritual trial. Uh-huh. With doped out people. Yep. And then Batman what blew up the methane in the room and just caused a massive explosion and like he always does. Yep. And then he and saved then, the cardinal. Yeah, he saved the cardinal and they were just standing like a cliff, like an edge of this dam, whatever, and they pick up the cardinal in the helicopter and he's like, Come on, we'll give you a lift. And he's like, Nope, not today. And then he just like jumps off the edge. There he goes. I was like, maybe next like, time. Maybe next time. Oh yeah, maybe next time. And then he, yeah, he just jumped off and glided away, doing his Batmany things. Yep, doing his Batman outro. Now is the next one working through pain. It is. So the tan. So the weird. So the connection. The sh- the trail of connection was. So he was injured in that one, and then this one he was injured, but he had a. He got shot in the stomach in this one. Right. Now, this was probably my favorite episode of all of these. Because um, I liked the whole flashback to Japan. And was it Japan or was it India? Was it India? I don't I, remember. I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly I think it said. is India. I think, it, I think India. it was India. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> I, you know, the reason I said Japan was just because he always has ties to Japan. I just didn't even think anything of it. But now yeah. I was looking at it, I'm like, well, yeah, it makes sense that it's India. But 
Um, so yeah, the 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 um the flashbacks to India of how we trying to deal with pain and how just all of that, all that pretty much he's it's kind of cool to see him go through all the training he went through just before he before he even thought about putting on the cape and cowl. Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff. And yeah, so he went through like yeah, he went through all the spiritual and physical training to basically master and control all of his pain so he can be injured without reacting. Essentially. Right. And like you don't it's like it's one of those things about Batman where you'd like you don't think about it, the fact that he can just like take a hit or like take a bullet and just keep moving and finish the fight out and stuff like that and whatever. And you're like, oh, he's just whatever. Like you don't think about it, but like yeah, he he did training and stuff. Like he put a lot of work into becoming the person he like the the Batman that he is. He put a lot of work and training and stuff that like it's always good to see like a little bit of that snippet of the backstory where you see him earning some of this ability. Well, yeah, you take a look at um, the training. Okay. Ah, God, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought on that. Uh, it'll come back to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, just everything with his, uh, with his training and how he learns how to do, do these things. Yeah, and this thing, yeah, because in the and it was basically, he was like, Okay, now I remember. So, um, okay. sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna forget. So, look at the dark, the Dark Knight Returns, right, where Joker mm-hmm. stabs him multiple times in the stomach, and how Batman continues to keep fighting. Any normal guy getting stabbed like that, they're done. They're not. There's no. Your adrenaline isn't gonna kick in, and you're gonna continue to keep fighting like the way Batman is. Most people would try to block the stabbing, but no, he still has his hands on Joker's neck. Because mm-hmm. he's going to snap. He needs to snap his neck. Most people would try to, you know, try to grab the knife or hold their stomach or do whatever they have to do to, you know, your instincts. But he he's literally being taught new instincts, essentially. Yeah. Which is which is interesting. That's why I really feel like, you know, he gets into a fight with an, like a Wolverine character or anything like that. He could take a couple stabbings and continue the fight mm-hmm. and potentially win that dust fight. Yeah. I just feel like that. Yeah. It's, it's, he would, he put so much premeditation into his things and you don't see all of the, the pre stuff, like the pre training and pre planning and everything that he puts into what he does and I, I yeah it was it's it's good it's good just to see him as bruce like learning things yeah it's a, it's just nice to see him as bruce sometimes yeah and they do a lot of that in the animated series too where they show you a lot of his flashbacks of him in japan mm-hmm. and, and just learning learning how to get out of a straitjacket. there was one there was one episode where they were showing a flashback of they would they put him like in this, they hang him upside down in a stray jacket and then fill the tank with water and he'd have to escape it with the tank being locked hmm. and he'd be able to escape it. 
which is going to like his expert escapism, like all of that stuff. Yeah. Or being handcuffed, being handcuffed and being able to be somehow turn around, like become still handcuffed, but get your arms in front, get your arms in front of you while you're being handcuffed to the back. Like almost like double jointed or something like that. Where you could turn your yeah. whole arms back to forward. And there was one episode that happened where he was handcuffed and they and Joker threw him in like this tank with a shark. And he was able to, you know, tuck his legs, uh, you know, get his arms by his legs and get his hands in front of him. So then he could use the chains to get on top of the shark and steer the shark into the tank to crack the tank to get out of the tank that way. <laughs> he he rode a shark. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but yeah, I've always liked it. Now, the one thing, the one takeaway I have is she was almost terrified of him after after he beat those guys up in the alley. Because mm-hmm. she's like, you're not, you're, you're not learning this stuff for. It was like for a different reason, and she kind of felt betrayed in a way. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yeah, you, you've apparently you've you've learned everything you need to." And he's right. like, "You need to go," and she's like, "Because he's like, well, whatever." And she's like, it's like, "Because I fear you now." Yeah, she realized like because she realized that everything she's been teaching him wasn't about him not feeling pain the point is so he could not feel pain so he could cause pain to others basically right and he he was going to use it as a weapon mm-hmm. so she felt she felt like it was it's almost dishonorable in a way mm-hmm. and which makes you think it was like could he have learned more there could yeah. he have been better at it yeah. So he he learned, you know, he learned all that, and then um, now we're in the alleyway. And now the, him walking in the sewers is kind of that yeah. part's not really that much important. It's all the the India backstory. And once again, Kevin Conroy voices a younger Bruce Wayne and he pulled it off. Yep. And then it ended with him in the alley, which I thought was a it was interesting ways. He, he was sitting in like the pile of garbage in the suit in like right by the surface there. And he just finds a gun and he sticks his other hand and he finds another gun. And he's just digging through the trash, just collecting, pulling all these guns out of the trash. And Alfred's yeah. there with the Batmobile, and he he opens the grate, he looks down, and Batman's just holding an armful of guns. Well, yeah, just like, if you think about it, it would make sense, because every time someone commits a murder, they get rid of the evidence. They throw away the gun. <laughs> yeah, And so everyone's throwing their gun in the same spot, essentially. <laughs> so they just got a sewer full of guns, and that's just one <laughs> sewer grate in this city. Which is kind of depressing to think about it that there's that many murders going on mm-hmm. in that one specific side of town. Yep. That's just the Maybe. gun dumping great. Yeah, and that's like you said, that's just one sewer. Who knows about yep. the other ones? Mm-hmm. 
So then we get into the Deadshot episode, which I think is the next one. I think it's just called yep. Deadshot. And yep. um, we still... The, which the I like the thing of that was the guns. Yep, because he's like, oh, I found your bag of guns again because Bruce, because he had a bag of guns at the house, whatever. <laughs> he's like, I don't know why you even have these if you do, if you don't use them. He goes, ah, oh, but I like to know what your enemy. And he's like, it's like the weight of the gun, the smooth slide of the, the thing, whatever. Like, he's just like describing the gun as it and like flashes to Deadshot, like prepping his gun for a kill. I really like that scene of him like describing the gun as Deadshot's readying his gun. Yeah, he's talking. That was about, done like, really well. Talking about like how the, like he under he respects, he, almost like he he understands why criminals use guns or why people mm-hmm. like guns. He doesn't, mm-hmm. but he understands why people do. Yeah, because the power you have of that of a killing machine in your hand like that, mm-hmm. that you can choose someone's life. You you could choose. You could end someone's life with just that one little device in your hand. Yep. A squeeze of your finger, and that's all it takes. Yeah. And you could murder somebody with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Deadshot, he does his crazy kill, and when he, he shoots all the way across this, like, a bunch of thing, whatever, and shoots through a wine glass to kill the guy. And he was talking to the guy afterwards, and he was like, "He was like, really, was the wine glass necessary?" Isn't that? And he's he's like, oh, I like the challenge, whatever." So I guess because yeah. he just he he likes to take the most he likes to make it more difficult because just killing someone from half a city away while on a moving um, Ferris wheel isn't difficult. He needs to make it more challenging and shoot through the stem of a wine glass. <laughs> Well, again, and they also made Deadshot actually not a joke in this, too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Like, he's a formidable foe. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's just a hitman. It's just what he is. Yeah. Uh, did you notice when he threw that toothpick and he, like, stabbed it through, like, that bee bug thing or whatever? Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that was a cool scene, too. Yep. And then... Yeah, so, so I, I just and then he they got word or whatever that he was going to Gotham and he was planning on assass- he they, that he was going to assassinate um Jim Gordon Jim Gordon or whatever. So they I'm just saying if someone's going to assassinate someone having like five police cars with flashing lights and like a giant display of here I am <laughs> is probably a terrible idea at how to avoid getting assassinated. I feel like keeping a low profile probably would have been a better strategy there unless than making a giant show him, of it. Unless they're trying to draw him out, mm. which is what they were trying to do. They did that they? because, yeah, because that's because Batman was looking for him. And yeah, needed, but that's, I don't know, that's putting a lot on Batman. Well, I, Gordon trusts Batman. Mm-hmm. That and he is but, a yeah. cop too. So like, um, he's not a you, you know a politician or anything like that. He's a he's a police officer. Mm-hmm. So like he he knows that there's, he's not he's not going to run away because someone say he's going to assassinate him. Yeah. And that was all set up anyways. Mm-hmm. The target was actually Batman. 
Yeah, I thought that was great. So then it was like there's a train going to cross the bridge and like, oh, my God, they might be on the train. So he's trying to look. He's like flying next to the train to try to see in the train to see if he can see him. And then there's another train. So his plan was he was shooting. He's on a moving train going one direction, shooting through a train going the other direction into a moving car. I just it's just the 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 crazy difficulty of that shot. Well, that's why he's dead shot. And then, and then yeah, I know. And then your favorite moment of he goes to take the shot and Batman punches the bullet out of the air. That was great. <laughs> I don't care if that's completely unrealistic. It was so fucking awesome scene. Mhm. And I'm willing to give it a pass because it's Batman. And he's done he's done crazier shit, but this was this was awesome. I don't care what people say about that. Yeah, so then you, it leads you to the disagree and say it's stupid. Shot, yeah. I don't care. It was a great that that's just awesome. Like the, his plan was to punch the bullet. I, I think that's just insanity. <laughs> and Batman should be thrown in Arkham for that plan alone. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, can you imagine so, the conversation so, with Gordon? We're gonna let him take the shot. Okay, so what we're gonna what we're gonna make a miss or something? No, I'm gonna don't worry. I'll just punch the bullet as uh as it gets closer to you. I'll just punch it out of the way. Wait, what? You're gonna <laughs> what? I'm gonna just punch the bullet. Wait, oh god. What? <laughs> It truly is a nonsensical. Like, what? 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 There's. There, that's not a good. That's not a good plan. Uh, but yeah, then he, so, that shot starts shooting at Batman. Then and they have their face off, on the train, which is yeah, a really Batman, good fight, actually. Yeah, Batman beat the shit out of him though. <laughs> oh yeah. Once when he got once when he got closer. Oh yeah! Once he did his. Well, he slashed his gun in two. With his... Uh, so Deadshot without his... a gun. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Deadshot can fight, but it's still Batman. Mm-hmm. You're fighting Batman at that point. Yeah, but then there's the one thing where it was like... He was there kind of standing up and Batman run towards him. And he's like, you're the only person I've ever seen that tries to stop bullets by running at me. Or something like that. What was it? Uh you're either dumb or very brave or something like that. I've never seen a man try to avoid gunfire by running at it. <laughs> <laughs> running through the bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was oh, kind of was... I can't believe he did that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, eh. <clears throat> but We did have the know. body armor. Yeah, but then what Deadshot even says is like, ah, it's like of course you are, you got to know that body armor isn't good at close range, right? Yeah, but then he just so. like he like he thinks yeah he's like he's looking over the side of the train where Batman went, and then he like appears behind him and jumps over him and slashes his gun, and then he like holds him off the side of the train and smashes his head into a pillar or something as he drives by it or something like that, barely clips the. One of the things that just smashes his entire helmet in. Yeah. And Deadshot instantly caves in, like, yeah, this is the guy who hired me. Please just don't kill me. Please unkill me. 
<laughs> yeah, if if that was actually his line, and someone wrote that, I, I'd probably get that writer fired for. First of all, you're not a writer because what does unkill someone mean? <laughs> uh, he just said, "Don't kill me." Oh, I thought I thought you said unkill me. No, he said, "Don't kill me." Oh man. All right, my bad. Yeah, it would have been more amusing if he said "unkill me." Yeah, that would have been un. That would have been better. Because frankly, I thought he was dead at first, and then he started talking. I'm like, oh my god, Batman just killed him because he like (laughs) hit his head into a pillar off of a moving train. Like, I'm pretty sure he'd be dead. Yeah, granted, I guess that was a very, very protective helmet. Thank God for Batman. Yeah. I, I, I guess. Because <laughs> he would have just straight up murdered a dude. Mm-hmm. Granted, he probably deserved it. Yeah, he is like crazy of, professional it's, assassin. It's kind of self-defense defensive. Mm, I I kind suppose. Of. He a was little bit. shooting at him, but again, Batman did punch his bullet. <laughs> he did. There was a lot of bullet punching happening. I feel like if anyone punches a bullet, you deserve to get shot at. So that was Gotham Knight. And overall, um, yeah, there were a couple of whatever episodes in this, but this was mainly here just to kind of show people that this is ideas they have, but they weren't. This wasn't this wasn't a real this wasn't a, like a movie by any means. This was just kind of like uh, short little ten minute episodes, kind of. Yeah, this was this was a story slash art reel. Right. Because they had a bunch of was I think it was a bunch of different writers wrote all the stories and a bunch of different studios animated each episode. So this was this was just like a showcase of a bunch of people's Batman talents, basically. Yeah. Um. The best episodes was. Um... Uh, working through pain and gunshot were probably the two best ones. The, those are the ones where I think you don't even have to be a Batman fan and you probably could like it. Mm-hmm. Especially the working through pain one. That one was just so interesting that I would have liked to get a full fledged episode with that. Just that. Yeah, I like the Deadshot one and then the field test one. With the deflecting bullet thingy. I like that one a lot, too. Those are probably my top ones. Yeah. But yeah, that was was Batman Arkham Knight. Um, Much better watch for me than probably Batman Ninja. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Anyways, going forward, uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, um, a couple episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, We're going to kind of, so the way we're going to do it is, um, because we're going to be doing the Christopher Nolan movies next. That's our next kind of project thing. And in between each movie, we're going to do a couple of animated series episodes, like a week of we're just going to do a couple episodes for that. And that will directly have something to do with the movie we're about to review. Um, so next week we're going to review Never Fear, Nothing to Fear, um, and The Demon's Quest to 
it, it ties into Rachel Ghoul and Scarecrow, which are the two villains in the uh, Batman Begins film. And then the next week we would do Batman Begins and talk about that and then try to correlate it with the episodes that we watched from the previous week and see kind of like, well, this is how they did it in here. Uh, and this is how they, like Nolan did it differently. This in this aspect, I'm, I'm saying words and I'm not, I'm pretty sure the words aren't the right words. I'm supposed to be saying. We're going to just get some context for the Christopher Nolan movie. So we can see the animated series <laughs> version of events and the Nolan version of events. Yeah. Get some get some interesting concept context backstory perspective whatever you want to call it yeah and another thing is like andrew's never watched the animated series like at all so it would it's kind of try to get him into watching a couple of these episodes and giving a true like review of it too so it'll be it, it'll be different and maybe we'll do that with uh, some of the justice league episodes too but there's some good Justice League episodes. I swear you could do a full podcast on them. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything else you want to add before we um, not jump off this building? Not that I can think of. Okay, bye. Got a lead on your killer croc. His name's Waylon Jones. He was an inmate at Arkham Asylum and a former test subject in Dr. Crane's fear aversion therapy program. Which means he's twice as twisted now that Crane's had a go at him. Jones was a former circus sideshow freak. Suffers from a rare skin disorder known as epiderma... Epidermolytic hyperkeratosis. Right. 